Thank you guys for tuning in to the Dope Vision Experience Podcast. It's your boy Frank Nitty. I'm back for another episode. I want to say thank you for clicking that button and giving me the opportunity to share with you my thoughts and my opinions on what's going on in our culture and our world. And just give you an update for things that you haven't been possibly paying attention to. But first off, like I said, uh, each week I'm going to be dialing up and giving you guys an a inventor that you probably didn't know that was invented by a black person. So therefore, I want to kick off this one with Miss Valerie Thompson. Uh, Valerie Thompson is an American scientist and inventor. She invented the illusion transmitter for which she received a patent in 1980. She was responsible for developing the digital media formats image processing system used in the early years of the Landsat program, which was in NASA. Valerie Thompson was curious about how light and concave mirrors could be used in her work at NASA. She began the research in 1977. This involved creating an experiment in which she observed how the position of a concave mirror would affect the real object that is reflected using the technology. She would invent the illusion transmitter, aka 3D glasses, also which we use and which we want to watch movies called the 3D movies. So this technology that she created was now invented by her and created by her just out of her curiosity during her time at NASA, which we now use for 3D movies that kids love that I can't really watch them because they kind of make me sick. But, you know, 3D movies are something that people enjoy because it gives a realization. And this is something that we probably didn't know that was invented by a black person. And this wonderful queen invented this. So we want to give shouts out to her for, you know, Black History Month. We want to make sure we continue to shout out those people who have created something that we use, that we have used throughout our life, that we didn't know that was invented by somebody of color. So I really want to say thank you to her for inventing this and giving an opportunity to show her her curiosity to the world and sharing that sharing that vision with the world and creating something that we now enjoy for 3D movies. So each week I'm going to be bringing along someone that I felt that created something that you didn't know it was created by, you know, someone of color to in inform you guys because this is Black History Month. We want to make sure those people who invented those things get the recognition and the shine that they deserve. And because we are now in a digital age, you know, this is important for us to just get away from just uh, the normal social media and understand our history and understand the things that we use daily or throughout our life that is being created by, you know, some wonderful people of color that we didn't know because sometimes the, the light doesn't doesn't get shined on them because the time passed and we forget to say thanks but so with that i'm gonna go ahead and kick the podcast off like i say every week you know grab your lighters pull up if you're at the gym do an extra set for your boy you're in the car turn me up let's get it Thank you guys for sticking around to the Dope Vision Experience Podcast. It's boy Frank Nitty. So, man, I'm going to kick this off, man. I just want to, you know, give you guys some words of encouragement like I normally do. And this one is about, you know, leveling up in life. And when you're trying to level up in life, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be some self-doubt. But you know what? You know you're on the right path because these things come along with trying to level up in your life. You know, each each stage in your life requires, a, as they say, a different you. And in order to get to that next stage, you have to, you know, build and you have to continue to grow. And you have to have patience and you have to trust the process because it's not easy it's not easy getting to that next level no matter how much you see it on instagram snapchat tiktok any of these you know social media platforms it's not easy you don't see the behind the scenes grind that it takes to get to that level it's going to require some sacrifice you have to be willing to sacrifice some things to get to that next level you know if you want to grow if you want to you know be a better better you it has to be uncomfortable and once you feel like you're uncomfortable that lets you know that you're growing nothing comes or nothing 
Being great comes from when you're in a comfortable state. You have to push yourself ab above and beyond the things that you think you can do. You have to have those big dreams. You have to believe it. You have to believe in the vision that you create for yourself. And once you start to truly believe it, you're not going to all the outside noise is going to go away. You're going to continue to grow. You're going to continue to sacrifice and you're going to get to that next level. But it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to take some time. And it's going to take some patience and it's going to take a different level of yourself. You have to be able to put in the work trust the vision that you put out there and you have to continue to execute that's what a lot of people fall, fall short at they fall short at the execution part of it we all have grandioso ideas we all want to do these the wonderful things that we see that we think that's going to make us money or it's going to make us happy but if you don't have any execution behind it it's not going to happen you know nobody wants to be around somebody who's always talking about you know i'm going to do this i'm going to do that a lot of that is going to be people under the tree talking about that what they should have done what they was going to do i was going to do this but the people who are actually doing it those are the ones who are putting the action behind those ideas I want to be involved with people who are putting action behind plans. Whether they work or they don't work, I want to see the, the action. If you're putting some action behind these ideas, then I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the growth. You know, I'm, I'm a type of person that I have great ideas and I and I put them sometimes I get those ideas and I put them down on paper and some of them come to fruition and some of them don't. But I put action behind the ones that I truly think that are going to work. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to try it again. But I'm not going to I'm not going to start from the bottom again because I know where to start from. I'm not starting from completely zero because I've already tried something and I know how to tweak it and make it better so don't think of it like this big plan that you have to do it all in one in one day no you take small steps you one step at a time first base second base third base and then you eventually get a home run but you just got to do it you have to try no matter how bad it is when you start you can always make it better but the first step is always the hardest step so if you're thinking about you know doing something you know just take a small step and then let that step lead you to the next step and so on and so forth but like I said you have to be uncomfortable when you're trying to do something that's beyond what you've been doing daily you have to be willing to be uncomfortable and be comfortable with being uncomfortable because there's going to be a lot of doubt along the way and you're going to you know doubt that vision but you still have to be able to have the vision out there in your mind that you know that it's going to work you know, it's going to that little self doubt is going to creep into your mind, but that's OK. Just push it to the side and keep moving. You know, have the have those daily goals, have those weekly goals, you know, set those up and start marking off some of those things so they let you know that you're moving on and then celebrate some of those small wins, wins along the way. Celebrating those small wins allows you to get confidence and the confidence grows. And as you grow, the confidence is going to grow. And as your confidence grow, bigger things are going to come from you. You're going to think of better ideas, more creative ideas, and those ideas are going to go into plan of action. Action, and those plan of action is going to turn into the things you've always dreamed about. You're going to reach that level and it's going to be so rewarding because you put it on, you put it down on paper, you, you visualized it, you put the plan behind it and you attack those goals daily. And once those daily goals become weekly goals, weekly goals turn to monthly goals and you're going to start seeing those things start to pile up and those wins are going to start coming your way. But you just have to be patient and be ready for that windfall. You know, it's all about being prepared for that windfall as well. So one day, all of it is just going to come together and it's going to just fall in your lap and everything is going to go your way. But in order for you to get to that point, you have to really put in the work. Nothing comes from someone who doesn't put in the work. Hard work always beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You know, I've always been a person. I try to work hard in the things I do. I, I've not always been talented in everything I've done, but I, I grow and I learn. YouTube University, I read books, I listen to friends, I listen to inspirational things. And those things kind of give me the, the motivation that I need to continue to grow and continue to better myself. 
when I started this podcast, I had no idea what I was going to talk about, but I knew I just wanted to do it. And I had put it off for, you know, months and weeks and years. And I continued to put it off. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, hey, there's no more excuses. Let's go. Let's go out here and let's figure out how to do it. And so I sat down and I put my plan together and I decided, hey, let's go. Let me do this. And once I started, you know, I didn't know everything off the top and I still don't know everything. And so I learned as I continue to grow and I've been doing this for months now. And as you continue to do something, you're going to eventually get better at it. But you won't get better at something if you don't try it. So I just wanted to give that little inspiration to you guys to kind of kick things off because I like to inspire you guys that listening to this and I want you to be able to go out there and hit your goals. And I want you to be better. And I want you to level up in life just like I'm going to continue to level up in life. And we're going to do this together. We're going to grow. We're going to be better together. And you guys are going to start letting me know what you're doing, those plans that you have. If you need somebody to talk them down through, talk them out through, hit me up, you know, DM me. Let me know. Let's, let's do a schedule or something. Like I'm always willing to help anyone who's willing to kind of go out there and chase their goals because we all just need somebody to talk to sometimes and sometimes you might be around the people who are not as confident as you are when they shoot your ideas down when you bring them up so sometimes you have to talk to someone outside of your circle so they can give you a little bit more encouragement can help you iron out those ideas sometimes the idea when you first get it it's not as polished and it's not as as grand or it's not as great as you think it is but sometimes you need to sit with someone outside of your circle to kind of have those ideas to kind of streamline a little bit more kind of help you put those plan of actions together and then you can go out and attack those goals you need different sets of friends for different things. You need people in your life that's going to inspire you to do bigger things. You need people in your life who have, can help you get a bigger vision. You need people in your life a little bit more experience. You need people in your life that's going to expose you to different things. And this what comes with exposure. It comes with different ideas, different line of sight, things that you didn't think or think about because you've been exposed to new things that can kind of get your vision a little bit grander. Sometimes when you're in a trap and you're you're down, because I'm from Mississippi, and when sometimes you're, you're, you're in that town you're in that small town you just don't have the vision enough to kind of think beyond where you are so it's good to be around people who have a little bit more experience and can expose you to different things that's why i'm always open for meeting new people i've moved from city to city i've lived in atlanta i lived in nashville i lived in florida i lived in, i'm living in california so i'm i'm all about moving around and, and seeing new people and meeting new people from different cultures to kind of expose me to different things because if you're a person like me come from a small town i come from a small town where it was black and it was white. I didn't have any other uh, nationalities around me. So it was like one side of the track was all the blacks and other side of the track was all white. So my mind was just pretty much around the things that I saw. It wasn't until I moved to different cities do I, I start to meet different people. I met Kurdish people. I met people who are of different nationalities and different races that allowed me to see things differently. So in order for you to think differently, sometimes you just have to be exposed to different things. And once I would start being exposed to different things, my mindset start to level up on the, the vision that I had. Sometimes your vision is can be small and be narrow, but until you're actually exposed to something, thing, that's when your vision can actually get a lot wider. And then you can think bigger. You can have better ideas. You can read books to kind of inspire you, kind of go through, listen to the things that they went through and kind of that struggle that they had to where they are now. So sometimes we just have to be exposed to different things. I just want to kind of give you a little bit of inspiration and kind of help you out, help you along the way. I know these are some troubling times and sometimes we want to get some inspiration wherever we can possibly find it. And I want to be the person to kind of help inspire you. So I want to hear about those stories that you have and those ideas that you're growing. If you feel like you need to speak to someone, like I said, hit me up, hit my DM, email me. Um, however you want to get in contact with me, I'm always open. So, you know, I just want to lead this off and just talk about, you know, switch gears a little bit and talk about how, you know, the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban, what they did this past week. Um, one of those things that he did was he is no longer playing a national anthem. 
You know, he wasn't playing it at the beginning of the season for like the 13 home games and nobody ever really recognized it. It wasn't until one reporter kind of recognized and realized that there was no national anthem play. And then all of a sudden it, it spread it throughout the league and you get national attention that, oh, wow, the Dallas Mavericks are not playing the national anthem. And it was nothing said about it before then. So he goes to show us that the national anthem is not as important as they try to make it seem. They try to make this big humbug about the national anthem and try to make it seem like people are disrespecting the flag. But no, we just we, we hear that song and we know that what that song means now. So therefore, we're not we, we don't want to represent that song, represent the things that it stands for. We're, we're no longer trying to hear that anymore. And with all the tension that's going on around it, Mark Cuban decided to you know do a small experiment and not play the song at all. And nothing was said. Nobody was uh, disgruntled about it. It just was going along as, as normal. And all of a sudden, one reporter kind of makes the makes a national news. And now it's, now it's a wildfire throughout the league about, oh, wow, he's not playing the national anthem. And he said to himself, he just did it as a small experiment to see how it would go go out. Because he has been one of those individuals who's kind of talked about, you know, Black Lives Matter and kind of supported it and what is, what's been going on. So he's been in tune to the, the culture. And he actually rec recognized that this is something that has really been ca causing a lot of confusion and causing a lot of uh, anger throughout the, the league and throughout the world and when it comes down to sports events. And so he decided to pull it away just to see how people will react to it. And it, it goes to say that a lot of people are not in the stadiums or not in the arenas right now, so it's kind of hard to say, but the people that they are there because they have a small crowd that is allowed to attend along with the players and coaches, all this went on and nothing was said about it. So it goes to show you that we don't really care about it as much as they think we care about it. They think, oh, because it's a tradition, we should continue to do it. No, something Things that need to be broken now we know the real his history behind that that song and they don't even play the third verse of the song so why should we continue to sing it why should we continue to pledge to it when we don't even want to have it in our events we don't care about it it really didn't get popularized until around world war ii you know this was the time when they were you know we was in the middle of the war and you're having games but during those times you couldn't just play this on like we do it today on a loudspeaker or anything like that you have to have marching bands you have to have people out there to actually play the actual song for people to actually sing it or pledge to it or come through it at a seven inning stretch and things like that when baseball but we don't care about that anymore. We don't care. Just get rid of the song altogether. And then it causes less headache. You know, it's time to get rid of it. There's been so much melee about it, so much confusion about it, so much anger about it. You know, going all the way back to when Kaepernick kind of brought it to our attention. You know, these have been years upon years we've been talking about this now. And it's to the point now, just get rid of it. Mark Cuban has already shown you that, you know, the people don't care about it. And we didn't even notice it, that it wasn't even being played for 13 games. So it lets you know we don't care about it and it's not causing any fuss when he doesn't play the game, play the, play the song. So just get rid of it we don't want to hear it anymore let's just start the game we don't need that in our games anyway why why do we even need that in the game are you not patriotic because you don't pledge allegiance to the flag or you're not you're not holding your hand on your heart when you're actually at the game and you're listening to it no we're not that doesn't say we're not patriotic we don't need that anymore we know what it stands for we know the history of it now that we, it's become aware to us why are we still you know forced to go into these arenas and then the thing is when you're in these arenas and the song comes on and you decide not to stand up and put your hand over your heart everybody's looking at you with the ooh and ah look like why should i feel outcast because i'm not going along with this national anthem that's being played that doesn't have anything to do with me or people that looks like me i shouldn't have to be holding my hand over my heart and putting and standing up and placing this allegiance to this flag and things like that i shouldn't have to do that i come from a time when we were kids when we had to do the pledge allegiance in the classrooms you had to stand up and put your hand over your heart and say i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america to the republic for which you stand one nation under god indivisible 
for liberty and justice for all. Like they ingrained it into your brain when you're a kid because you see it every single day in your homeroom when you get ready to start the class. So they've already ingrained these things in us as childs and as children. So therefore, when we begin adults, it's already in your DNA. It's, 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 it's branded into your, your brain. So when you go to force us to do these things at the arenas just because it's a tradition, we don't care about tradition. We didn't create the tradition. Traditions are made to be broken. We are in a new time, a new age. We're not at World War One or World War Two again. These times are over. We are beyond this and let's get rid of this thing altogether. And with Mark Cuban coming out and saying that he's actually not playing anymore, it kind of started a little stir fry with everybody who was listening to it and, and, and commenting on it after the fact. But where were you when it was actually going on for those 13 home games? And so he's going to probably bring it back and they're going to probably start playing it. But this was just a, a, a thing to kind of let people know that this is not needed before any games. It doesn't decide the game. So why should we continue to do it? So shout out to Mark Cuban for kind of putting it out there for everybody to notice and understand understand that it's something bigger than the game we're, we're moved we've, we've moved beyond that and we don't longer need that in our game altogether so shout out to mark cuban for getting that set up so i uh, hope you guys continue to listen i'm going to come back with my my next segment so go grab your lighters pull up that pull up that drink again and stick around for the next segment for your boy Thanks for sticking around to the Dove Vision Experience Podcast. It's your boy Frank Nitty. I'm back for another segment. I want to kick this segment off about talking about Dave Chappelle, man. You know, Dave Chappelle, you know, he's been back on the scene. He's been dropping some specials between his Instagram and, you know, he's been dropping them on Netflix. He has a Netflix deal now. You know, he think he has a six-part Netflix deal, but he's actually been working. He's been back on the road. Of course, he said he had caught COVID, you know, but that's probably going to happen for somebody like that because he's out in the public. He's moving around. He's moving from city to city. So he's going to be exposed to different people, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how he you know he himself had talked about you know one of his specials that he wasn't getting paid for his netflix for his uh Chappelle show that was being aired on netflix and then it was aired on other other um platforms and so you know he had talked to the the head of netflix and they decided to remove it and so he was still wasn't getting paid when it was being streamed on other platforms and so he didn't have any rights from it because he had talked about he had signed a bad deal when he was younger but he had to sign those deals because he was broke he had a wife he had a kid on the way and he just needed the money so he probably signed a bad deal and they probably took advantage of him because he needed the money to kind of you know survive and take care of his family so he he signed his bad deal he said he he, he doesn't excuse himself from signing the bad deals but you know being taken advantage of of using his word perpetuity when you create something that means somebody owns it for life even though you are creating an art they own it no matter what they own it for life and they get to sell it and they get to move it around and make money off of it no matter how long they have it because they own the rights to it because you signed a contract when you created it so these different platforms have been buying and selling the show because they know the people enjoy it. We love that show. It's a classic show. So no matter where, who buys it, they know they're going to get viewership. And so Dave knew this. He knew he tried to get them to remove it. And because he didn't really have any rights to it, they didn't really want to care. So what he did was he used the leverage that he has as being David Chappelle by going on stage and asking the people to stop watching the show. He, he begged us and he was like, hey, I want you guys to know that, you know, this is what's been happening to me. This show has been coming on for different networks and nobody wants to pay me for it. Nobody wants to give me my, you know, my 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 cut of this show that I created. It's my name on it. I created it. I come up with the ideas along with other writers and stuff like that. But more or less, it's his show. It has his name on it and it's been making money for decades now. 
So I'm not mad at him for wanting to get a cut of something he created and for to see these other networks are making money off his ideas and his IP, but he just doesn't own it. You know, somebody else owns it for perpetuity. So he decided to come out to the people and just employ them to, hey, stop watching the show. You know, I'm not getting paid for it. Other people are getting paid for it. I've talked to Netflix. They pulled it off their networks and I'm appreciative of that. But I want you guys to stop watching the show. And what he did was it was, it was a smart move because you yourself can't go and make the network stop selling and buying your show because they're going to just do what they want to because they want to fill up those air spots and they want viewership on their networks and their platforms so by him coming to the people because he know we are the ones who are dictating what's hot and what's not so if the people decide to watch the show it's going to get numbers and, and it's going to be um, a good revenue stream for the company or the platform that's streaming it but if the people are not watching it, it's worthless and so he knew this so something is only as worth is only as uh, worth as much as someone's willing to pay for it or if it's if it's not worth anything then why would someone continue to buy it and sell it off so what he did was he just decided to say come to the people and say hey just stop watching the show and that would drive the viewership down for the show therefore they're not making any money and it doesn't make sense for them to put it on their platform or sell it or stream it to anyone to, at any point because if you're not watching it and they're not viewing and we're not viewing it that means it doesn't do them any good so what's something that you have that's no good to you it's no value to you so what do you do you have to dump it and get rid of it and so he knew that he was smart about it he had the people to stop watching it. The numbers went down. They saw that the numbers were going down. And what do you do when you have a product that you can't that you can't uh, you can't use? You just have to sell it. And so now he's you know got the rights back for his show. You know I'm so happy for him because that show has probably made millions upon millions for these different platforms with him not getting any cut of it. Yes, he's been able to bounce back and you know he walked away from so-called 50 million dollar deal, but he's able to, to kind of bounce back after that 10 year layoff to come back and get with Netflix and start dropping more specials and making more than we he got that he that he left on the table so it takes a different type of person to to leave a situation like that when you're making you've been offered that much money more money than you've probably ever made in your entire life but if you know your worth then you're going to be able to do that he knew his worth he knew what the show was worth and he decided to walk away from the deal because it wasn't right for him and and god had it better plan for him later on in life and he stepped back into the scene like he had never left and he got a better deal from even from netflix so with this time around, I'm pretty sure he had a better deal. He had more leverage so he can, can go out and, and leverage more and, and demand more from, you know, the shows and networks, whoever had the platform that he was going to, you know, per se Netflix, than he had when he was back when he was younger trying to get it to Comedy Central and they're taking the full advantage of you because you are in a position where you have no leverage, you don't have any money, you can't really say no because you want to be on the TV because during those times, if you want to be a comedian and you want to be seen by the world, you had to be on TV. Now we have the we have the luxury of being on social Social media which give us a platform to talk directly to the consumers or directly to the people who who want to you know be involved with us who like our content back then you just kind of streaming it out to the world and hoping people catch on to it and then you try to market to those people but that's not how it is nowadays you have a direct uh, line to the people consuming your art and consuming the things that you are putting out and consuming your content so you can talk directly to those people and what he did by putting his special out he put it out he dropped it on netflix he dropped it on his instagram and he showed exactly who needed to see it the people who rock with him 
the people who rock with him stopped watching the show and the value of the show went down so therefore they had to get rid of it because it wasn't doing them any good shout out to him for doing that and having the foresight and the fortitude to go out and put it on put it on to the people to get help him get his show back and i'm, I'm proud of him to be able to you know work and be patient enough to get his show back i'm pretty sure behind the scenes he probably tried to do it over the years but he hasn't been able to get it because of contract and legalities because when you write these contracts it's all these crazy loopholes it's all these things these terminology in these contracts that you don't understand because they make it that way so they can make it confusing so that you you don't own it outright they always have loopholes in these contracts and they always find ways to kind of beat you out so big ups to him for doing that and getting the show back you know we've also i want to talk about this Mammoth thing that's come up where they actually going to change the name you know that's been in households for years you know we really didn't pay any any attention you know but once the the the, the black lives matter kind of kicked up after the george floyd and the breonna taylor death you know it put pressure onto these large companies to make changes you know the uncle ben's all these all these different products that had black faces on them and you're marketing to our to a black people but it's owned by white white corporations and they put pressure on these you know these companies to make changes so now they're actually going to change the name from auntie mama to you know the perlin company or wherever they're going to name the company wherever they're going to put on the box but you know we know what the what that signifies you know of course i haven't really been eating under, drinking under, or eating under the syrup because it's too sweet for me and it's too much sugar which i implore my black people to get off the sugar because that does cause you know diabetes and different things that with your health you know all that sugar is not good for you just you know just fyi i just want to kind of throw it down because i have had a big history in my family with diabetes so i, I have close hand recognition what it does to you you cut off your foot your knee your ankle your blood sugar everything goes bad when your sugar is out of out of line so you know we have to lay off these these very high um, um sugar products but back to it so they actually changed the name and we're gonna have to put pressure on these other companies that are are, are marketing to our black people and our black consumers that are actually owned by white companies we have to move away from these products and we have to kind of go i kind of love what masterpiece doing he's actually he's been a mogul in the music industry for years but he's also been a, a great businessman because he knows that it's all about products and leveraging your your brand and, and moving outside of just music you know he's actually been branding himself he's been doing he's been partnering up with rap snacks he's been doing different things he he wants to change the industry you know what how the face look he wants more black products on the shelves in those grocery stores that are made by us from us to us you know saying not necessarily being made uh, by a white corporation marketed to black people to get more of our black dollars black dollars in these grocery stores he wants to put his face on products he wants to kind of you know take over those those simple things that we normally eat you know he started with chips and I know I noticed he had you know he's always done you know different type of products he's had shoes he's had clothes you know he's done he's done any and everything that he's wanted to do within the business but he's kind of showing us the blueprint and showing us the way that things have to change in order for it to change it has to come from us he's been doing those different things throughout my lifetime and he's continued to give us a blueprint on what it takes to kind of move away from just all these um, white products that are on the shelves that are owned by white corporations so i also want to bring it up to you know a lot of people who don't know what master p is doing he's actually out there on the lines and he's kind of trying to change the face of these grocery stores and these products that are on these shelves like you know for instance we eat the noodles and things like that he wants to have the noodles that are made you know by us so they can help continue to put funnel money into the black communities for our black dollars because if we are the ones doing all the spending then we and we're not uh, reaping from that then what good is it going to do because they come into our neighborhoods put all these white products on the shelves and it helps fund their corporation which fund their lives and their grandkids and their great grandkids where it does nothing for us but give us bad sugar and makes our health go down so we just have to change our mindset on about our health because our, without your health you have nothing 
and this way we have to understand we have to get off these high you know fructose and all these crazy other things that are in these products that have these names and these these words that you can't pronounce so they have all these additives in there that in the long term that's not good for you so with him actually changing the way and trying to change the face of the industry it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of you know a lot of effort but you know i'm supporting him i'm behind him i actually listened to a speech that from the guys who actually uh, run rap snacks and being a, just listen to their their background and what they're standing for you know what they're kind of pushing and uh, you know being a part of that with you know now we see that it has like rick ross a part of it you know you have master p a part of it then you have other you know you know people that are in the industry that have their own flavors and things like this and this is how you market to our community because they know who are buying our who are buying our products so we're marketing to the people so shout out to monster p for doing that and showing us the way and giving us a blueprint to the game as he's always been giving us over these past couple of decades we have to continue to inspire one another to reach those different levels and like i say you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable if you want to level up your life it's going to take discipline and hard work but i have faith in you i know that you can do it you know with that i just want to let you guys know as always a collaboration over competition this is your boy frank needed the dope vision experience podcast until the next time i'm out I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full-length video from this episode, please visit DoVision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at DoVisionSF. Also, send me an email of someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at DoVisionSF at gmail.com. Also, please join the DoVision Club at Patreon.com forward slash DoVision for early access to the content and some of the behind-the-scenes look of some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, collaboration over competition. Until next time, this is your boy Frank Nitty and I'm out.